This is American Adventure, the first in a series of special programs presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with the University of North Carolina. American Adventure deals with the soul of America as a living organism. Here then, each week we dramatize man's greatest adventure on American Adventure. begins, or so it seems to us, with the realization that this nation is young yet, that she's still new and unfinished, that even now, America is man's greatest adventure in time and space. The University of North Carolina, through a grant and aid from the National Association of Educational Broadcasters, made possible by the Fund for Adult Education and Independent Agency established by the Ford Foundation, presents American Adventure, a study of man in the new world. Written by John Ely, directed by John Clayton, today's recorded program presents William Trotman as the doctor in King with Crown. I've sailed most of the waters of the world in my day. Sailed a Yankee brig built in Maine. Carried rum and sugar. Carried tobacco and cloth. Carried slaves. I carried slaves in 1793 from West Africa to New Orleans. Strangest voyage I ever made. And it wouldn't have been an unusual voyage at all if it hadn't been for the Englishman. You say you expect no trouble from the Negroes or the crew? None at all. Mm, how disappointing. Would you tip that bottle my way a bit, Fletcher? Hmm? Oh, yeah. How very unromantic of you, Captain. A slave voyage is no romance, Doctor. No, of course it isn't. A slave ship is no place for a white man at all. Hmm, it doesn't seem to be a very decent place for Negroes either. I told you not to bring him aboard, Captain. I don't like Englishmen. No, that's no reason not to bring me aboard, Fletcher. I don't like Englishmen either. Is there a wind, Simon? Wind? Yes. It's good to be underway, isn't it? To hear the sound of the ship creaking with the waves. But Fletcher's right, Doctor. This is no place for a white man. Back home, they're storing potatoes now and apples are in the cellar. They're stacking the cordwood high. They have the hay in for the cow and the kinnebec is running full with the rains. She'll freeze over soon, and they'll cut squares of ice out of her and pack them for use in the summer. Kennebec ice is the purest in the world, Doctor. No, is it? But we're not in New England. We're on a brig riding with 600 savages tossed on the salt water in the Devil's Ocean. It's altogether right. We, the Devil's men, tossing on the Devil's Ocean. You may call yourself what you like, but take care with me. 
I don't like you, Doctor. I'm sorry to hear that, Fletcher. But I shouldn't make too great a point of it. You might get sick, and I'll have to cut into you. <laughs> Doctor, you're an unusual fellow. Oh, perhaps it's because I've seen the insides of so many people. And what did you find there? I found no difference, Captain. Perhaps there are intangibles which can't be seen, which are different. Mm, I think there is no difference. You take your cabin boy, for example. Who, Simon? Mm, he has intelligence. He knows some words of our language already. Wind and yes. Wind? Yes. Good, Simon. Good. <laughs> I know that you selected him because he appeared to be the brightest and the strongest of the lot. But this boy is not to be discounted. Cattle are strong, and parrots learn to speak. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, of course. But still, who's to say we're better than he? I'll say it. Doctor, your sentiments are rather out of place aboard a slaver. Why are you here? Well, I... I was thirsty. And I, for one, have seen little evidence among these savages to believe you're right. Well, we must look into it further then, Captain. Perhaps a slaver is not the best place for such a study. But it's the only one available, isn't it? To a pleasant voyage, gentlemen. I found out years ago that I couldn't run a slaver. I was to consider it. So Fletcher, whose mind was never changed who was never stimulated by a new thought or a new method, ran my ship. With iron and a cat of nine tails, he ran it. A cruel thing, that whip. Pieces of metal held by long leather strips. Even when used by an average man, it would leave scars that would never come off. And Fletcher was the strongest man I have ever seen. <coughs> what did he do, Fletcher? Huh? Oh, hello, Captain. What did who do? This Negro. Him? Oh, he wanted something. He kept on and on. What? He's one of their leaders, that's all. And he kept on and on, making demands. You gotta keep them in their place aboard a slaver, Captain. In this manner and by this man, my ship was run. Smoothly, efficiently, with nothing out of the ordinary permitted. But this was not an ordinary voyage, nevertheless. The English doctor who had joined us at the slave camp in Africa was no ordinary person. And he had dedicated himself to an experiment with my Negro cabin boy. Table, damn it, table. Table. Chair. Chair. And what is this? Clock? No, Simon, this thing here. Map. Exactly. Fine work. Now what's this? Lamp. And this? Picture? Of whom? Man. Which man? Washington. Ton. Ah. Now, who was Washington? A uh, king without crown. King without crown. It had taken them several minutes to arrive at that definition of Washington, and they had no less difficulty with other notables. In the beginning was the word. Beginning? The beginning. Uh, at the first... In the number one. Ah. Now, in the number one was the word. Word? Yes, word. What does that mean? Well, um, Christ, I think. Christ? A son. 
Ah. God's son. Uh, the king with crown's son. Ah, yes. In the number one was the king with crown's son. In the king with crown's son was with the king with crown. In the king with crown's son was the king with crown. The Englishman would teach all day, hardly permitting Simon to move. Then at night he would get drunk, he and Fletcher, and a stranger team has not been known. You ought to see the way the savages live in Africa. I have seen the way they live in Africa. Well, not in the interior, you ain't. How do you know I haven't? I've seen cannibals. You must tell me about it at dinner some night. They tie up the victims to trees. Probably to keep them from wandering off, don't you suppose? Then they do a wild dance around them, waving their arms, going crazy like. And then they start killing them. Cutting them with sharp stones, gouging them piece by piece, limb by limb. There's some sadism in all of us. Even in you, my dear Fletcher. What does that word mean? Sadism? It means love of torture. In me? And me. But less in me. I notice you carry your whip with you wherever you go. Never know when I'll need it. I see, of course. Fletcher's often told me that the women are the worst of all, Doctor. Oh, you ought to see them women. The way they kill makes your blood cold. I've seen tigers kill. <laughs> but tigers are nothing like women. They're better off in America. Far better off as slaves. Perhaps not if you were to educate them in Africa, Captain. I've seen them kill a girl once. Pretty girl for one of them. Living sacrifice. We have our wars, too. But they do this just to keep the chief and the priests in power. Exactly. So it's been some of ours. On a full moon, the, the priests go from hut to hut looking for the prettiest girl. They know which one they're going to take, you see. But, but they go into every hut over and over just to see the girls and the parents' faces. And then they pick this girl and they take her off to the priest's temple, you know. I think we follow you, yes. And then when the sun is high, they, they cover her skin with some sort of chalk and walk her down to the creek's edge. And they tie her arms and legs to a stump. i seen this myself. And then they offer her up to the gods. And if the parents make any sign of grief, well, they take the parents... I and... think I'll go out on deck and get some air. Oh, if these stories shock you, Doctor, you should wait until Fletcher really gets going. I don't think I get the same pleasure out of these stories that Fletcher does. Man's mistreatment of man has a long history, and I like no part of it. Oh, this was a girl they killed, not a man. So it was. You're right. You're so very right always. So very clear, Fletcher. doctor didn't come to my cabin at night for his drinking bouts with Fletcher, but he and the boy turned this time to study also. And no boy has ever been taught more diligently during any two or three month period. For the doctor seemed to live for no other purpose than to civilize this Negro. Repeat it again. We hold this truth to be self-evident. That all men are created... All men. All men are created equal. That they are... Endowed. Endowed by their creator with certain... Uh, inalienable. Inalienable uh, rights. And uh, among these are life, liberty, 
And the pursuit of happiness. Fine. Much better. Doctor, tell me why the American and the English fought. Well, uh, that depends on whether you ask me as an Englishman or an American. I, I do not understand. Well, almost every question has two sides. You see, uh, my hand has two sides. Whether you see the palm or the knuckles depends on which side faces you. But... If I could see the palm and the knuckle. Oh, then you would be a scholar. No, you would be a prophet. You would be, at any rate, a rare and a great man. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Friend? Um, yes, a, a friend is, is a person who likes you, even when he knows you. Uh, that is, he's an opposite of enemy. And what is enemy? Uh, enemy hates you. A uh, lion is an enemy. A lion is an animal. <laughs> yes, but... Fletcher is an enemy. Ah, I, I see. Captain is a friend. Ah, yes. And Doctor is friend? I am, yes. And and you are my friend, Simon. Of course. And together we'll show them, won't we, boy? Yes. I'll teach you. I was no poor student. I was a good doctor in England until the plague came and my family... Family. Now you and I, each with, without his family, we're together. And each will find in the other a friend. Yes, I... I'm your friend. And when we get to New Orleans, I'll buy you and set you free. No. Why not? I I want to be with you, Doctor. You will be with me. I want to be yours, Doctor. I see. That a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants... For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. doesn't look well to me, Doctor. No, he's strong. He studies too much. Mm, amazing mind. You make a strange pair walking the decks together. He's really quite a student, you know. He's a savage. Is he now? It's a sin to educate him. What an amazing definition of sin you must have, Fletcher. Well, the Bible says Noah had three sons. Who were those three sons, Captain? Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Yes, and one of the three of them did something or other... And so God put a curse on him and said his descendants would serve the other two forever. I see. And they're the black ones. You've traced this yourself, have you? I'm not so dumb I can't figure that out. No, I should say that you'd have to be absolutely brilliant to trace back the Gentiles and Negroes to Noah. And if you are right, in that they have to serve. I'm right. Didn't Jesus say that the meek shall inherit the earth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's in the New Testament. Uh, so it is. I believe it was written after the old. Now look out, you smart, sniveling English. All right, gentlemen. Let's remember where we are. 
Let's remember where we are. bothered us as we approached the Caribbean, and it took us about two weeks to go the distance two days should have taken us, and once a gale quite took us out of our course. But through fair weather and squalls, the same scene was with us, Fletcher and his men watching sullenly, the Negroes watching suspiciously when they could see it all, the tall Englishman and the Negro boy with their books. Philadelphia is the largest city in the United States of America. Down below were 600 savages, naked and sullen, angry and pitiful. And but one black man aboard, a boy, had his head high. Europe is divided into many different tribes. Uh, among them, England, France, uh, Germany, Austria... Italy and and England. You said England once. Mm. Uh, Spain. We moved up the Caribbean Sea each day, bringing us closer to New Orleans. And as we progressed, the feeling grew in me that the doctor and his Negro couldn't upset the order and system of a slaver without consequences. But the ominous consequences when they arrived were not from Fletcher and his crew as I had feared, nor from the slaves, but from the hand of God. You notice the rash on the neck, Doctor? Yes. I haven't told anyone else as yet. I saw it only a moment ago. I see. The boy hasn't awakened yet, of course. I know what this means to you, Doctor. Do you? As much as anyone can love a boy whom he has changed from a native of Africa to a student of American history and Christian faith, I know. Simon. Before you waken him, I should like to remind you of the practice which is customary aboard slave vessels when a Negro breaks out with typhus. This is a slaver, Doctor. Remember that now, and the policy that is followed is not really inhumane when you consider the fact that there are several hundred of us aboard. I will expect you to diagnose this case and take action suited to the occasion. I can save this boy, Captain, with a little luck. At what price to yourself and every man and Negro aboard? No one can tell the danger. We don't understand the disease. Then understand this. I sympathize with you. But a slaver is run by habit, by the unwritten laws of a thousand voyages long since made by other ships and other men. No captain stands in the way of those laws and makes his port. Remember where you are, Doctor. Yes. Now wrap him up in the rug and take him out of here. There's tar on deck. I'd coat my hands with it before I moved him if I were you. Well, what is it? I was just thinking, God has a way of following me with his own cat and nine tails. And you say 
that the Indians are natives of America? Yes. And they are still in the western part of the country? Oh, they're over there somewhere, but let's not talk about them. They don't matter to us, do they? Yesterday you said that every fact and every person is important, and that... Yesterday doesn't matter either. Lie still. I'll have this medicine ready for you in a moment. When may I go outside, Doctor? Oh, soon. Here, drink this. No, don't touch me. I'm, I'm sorry. Just drink this. It, it tastes very bad. And set the mug aside, if you will. The spots on my skin. What are they, Doctor? They're typhus. And what is typhus? We don't know. It's a terrible thing that kills. Kills? Like a snake, it kills. But not always. I see. I want to see America, Doctor. I want very much to see America. I know, Simon. You have told me about America. I know. I want to go to Philadelphia and walk down the streets with you and say to people, I am Simon and I belong to Dr. Williams here. Sometimes, Simon, we make our plans without considering the will of God. And you belong to him, Simon, just as you do to me. He has said, this boy, Simon... I like him. I like the way he holds his head high. Oh, I've seen too few of his dark skin hold their head high in the presence of the white men. I like him. I will bring him here to my city, which is far greater than Philadelphia, Simon. Yes, sir. And he will walk with me and, and say, I am Simon, and I belong to God. But, Doctor, I should like to see Philadelphia. You are my friend, aren't you? I am your friend. Yes, and, and you are a doctor, aren't you? I am a doctor. Then you must make me well. You must heal me. You must... Don't touch me, Simon. It might kill you, doctor. No, I don't think so. My entire family had the plague, but I didn't get it. Doctors seem to be charmed. And the captain might get the sickness. Oh, he might, yes, but... And, and Mr. Fletcher and, and everyone... Simon, please don't say any more. Just be quiet. Doctor? Yes? If I die, does the disease die with me? We don't know. We don't know. Yes? Hello, Doctor. Come in, Fletcher. Don't be a fool. Is he ready? Ready for what? I ain't dying for an old slave, Doctor. Of course you wouldn't. The sooner he's over the side, the better. We'll need help in a few minutes to carry him up on deck. Carry him? Let him walk. I'm not touching you him. You can't expect a boy to walk to his... There's a way to make people walk, Doctor. You better find it. I can walk, you see. Simon, don't get up. Don't touch me, Doctor. But you're very weak, and the medicine I gave you will put you to sleep in a few minutes. Then I'll carry you up there. I carried you here, wrapped in that rug. You see, I'm perfectly well. Then. Don't touch me, Doctor. I think that it will die with me. How can I tell you of the death of Simon, the Negro boy who could read a few English words by himself? Let me tell you first that the winds were high and the Caribbean waves were slashing against us. 
The white men gathered on the deck, standing as far as possible from the doorway through which Simon would come. And so we stood until he came aboard, weakened by the disease and the drug, his wide eyes turning first to me, then to Fletcher, then to each of the others. The doctor followed him helplessly. Fletcher stood near the center of the deck. All right, Simon. Simon swayed on his feet, seemingly unable to focus his eyes on Fletcher. Don't make it hard for us, and everything will be fine. Simon seemed to barely hear him, if at all. Drop that net over him. Be quick, before he moves. Just a moment there. I gave the boy a drug so he'll be unconscious in a minute. You can do what you like, then. There's no time, Doctor. You men... No, you'd rather see him scream through the mesh of net. You'd rather hang him five feet above the waves and hear him cry out for mercy, hadn't you? Talk about the savages of Africa, but what are you? A monster! A savage in spite of every thought and fact which greater men have tried to give you. Well, understand this. This boy will not be thrown over the side until he reaches unconsciousness! A cat and nine tails slashed the body of the Englishman. Fletcher, stop that, do you hear? You'll kill him! I try as best I could to stop him. I was only thrown aside as in the fierceness of his nature, Fletcher brought the whip down on the doctor. And the doctor was unable to rise from the deck. Each time he tried, Fletcher would beat him back, the strongest man I've ever seen. And then, as if for a second, as for a second time, I was trying to stay his hand, a gasp went up from the men. For the Negro boy had suddenly moved to the edge of the deck. What's he doing over there? Then, with a final look at the bleeding doctor... Simon? The Negro boy plunged into the sea. Simon! Why did he jump? Why didn't he act like a savage? Why didn't he act like a savage? You wanted so much to see America. Of course. That impossible place you had told him about. A new world for him, populated with men who are not savages... Who have heard, though faintly, the words of their patriots and their saints, and who live with one another with comparable sanity and freedom. Of course he wanted to see it. The cities amazed him when I told him of them. Yes, I should imagine they would. But what of Fletcher? What's to be said of him, Captain? Not much to be said of Fletcher. Unless you need a man... To run a slave ship. American Adventure is written by John Ely, directed by John Clayton, produced by the Communication Center of the University of North Carolina. American Adventure is a study of man in the new world, his values and his characteristics, who he is, what he believes. The series is made possible by the National Association of Educational Broadcasters and the Fund for Adult Education, an independent agency established by the Ford Foundation. Many of the programs on this new radio series are taken from actual events. Others are not. Today's was not. Where we touch history, we'll make an effort to touch it accurately. But our chief purpose is to study themes, not incidents. Nine professors of the University of North Carolina serve as consultants for American Adventure. They do not always agree on the content or merit of these scripts, 
but the series is indebted to them for their criticisms and suggestions. They are Dr. Bernard Boyd, Chairman of the Department of Religion, Dr. John Gillen, Professor of Anthropology, Dr. Fletcher Green, Chairman of the Department of History, Dr. Everett W. Hall, Chairman of the Department of Philosophy, Dr. Frank W. Hamp, Professor of Law, Dr. Clifford Lyons, Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences, Dr. Howard Odom, Chairman of the Department of Sociology, Dr. William Petit, Assistant Professor of Philosophy, and Dr. Clement Sommer, Professor of Art History. American Adventure is based on a proposal prepared by Robert Schenken. In King with Crown, Bill Trotman was the doctor, William Waddell was Simon, Charles Kuralt was Fletcher, and John Ely was the captain. Carl Castle speaking. In the American Adventure, the cast is composed of students, faculty members, and townspeople of the University of North Carolina community. American Adventure is produced and recorded on the campus at Chapel Hill. Monitor takes you everywhere each weekend on NBC Radio.